10 past 9, you're with SFM 104 to 107. That's Faza featuring Nonko Piri with Sizwila. And, uh, oof, we are tired. Yep, we certainly are. So here we go. That is the choice of our guest presenter. And she is a singer. She's a songwriter. You might not know her as a Sanda Lusaseni Mvana. She is, in fact, better known as Msaki. We've had her on the show a few times to talk about a diversity of things uh, very, as various different guests. And over the times that we've had her, we kept saying, this is someone we'd like to really talk to for a little bit longer and engage with and find out more about. Born in East London, Jeff, solid Eastern Cape girl. Msaki, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Michelle. You mentioned to our producer and Dosh that uh, we might hear your children in the background. <laughs> Always. We think that's fantastic and uh, we're quite happy to uh, have more and more of uh, them in the background as well. Msaki, yeah, my let's, let's go forward. Yeah, they are your co-hosts. Let's go backwards to uh, your uh, childhood and someone who... It sounds like you kind of, you weren't really sure that you were going to be a musician. You, were, you studied law for a bit, and then you actually went on and did a qualification in graphic design and got a degree in fine art. seems to me that you are one of those many people that are generalist in order to find your specialist. It's been a hard one for me, Michelle, even from when I was younger. I, you know, I had this fear that I wouldn't actualize into something because there was this whole saying about how you can be a jack of all trades and a master of none and I, I didn't know, you know, what I was truly passionate about and and part of the confusion is that I was just I was just really gifted with a lot of um different things. I thought I was gonna be a sportswoman at some point. <laughs> yeah. And 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 yeah, I just come from a family that just encouraged us to try different things um and, and, and put them in our way and, and and so yeah, I, being a late bloomer as a musician was just me not really understanding what my artistic potential was early on and not really having an avenue or a, a real example to, to, to link it to a life that isn't full of fear. Cause I was like, musicians and artists aren't, don't become independent people. I had nobody to point to yeah. that wasn't a burden. So I think part of it was fear actually where I ran away from this thing that I had. So before we talk about fear, I do have to ask you what, um, what kind of sport were you planning to be or sports woman were you planning to become? What was your, it's- Crazy. I actually there was a time where I was being I was I was being looked at to um, get taken out of school and go into a tennis academy. Wow. So that I, full time and my and I think that was also a tough one for my parents because it would mean out of normal school. But then part of that was because I really loved hockey and other sports and I was playing provincial and SA hockey at some point on the sixteen level up to to women's I was playing provincial hockey. So it, I really thought it would be a path that I followed to, you know, to, to the end. You know, one but of music the music had other plans. Uh, music definitely did. Yeah. One of the ideas of being um, the concept of being the generalist, which is um, not a bad thing at all. And in fact, there's a, an author called David Epstein who writes this fantastic book called Range, which talks to that very idea of extraordinary people and how they may find a focus in one area, but their ability to cross into different genres, sectors, worlds is something very powerful. You mentioned a life full of fear, and I'm wondering, did you go into all these spaces because you were fearful or because you had, like, this overarching confidence that you could do anything? 
I think when I was young, it was just definitely confidence and trying. Yeah. But then as, you know, you start getting, and I had a really tough time in high school. I struggled with the space and the concept of school, even just having to focus on one subject for 40 minutes and then stop because the bell rang. You know, yeah. I, I, my mind would get lost and I'd want to follow an idea for two weeks if I could. Yeah. So I, I just struggled to find myself at school and sport was an escape. Music I found late. But I think it was one of those things where there's an enabling, but I just didn't have, I don't know. I don't know what, it, what it, I don't, I don't know what it was that I was missing, but it's something that I'm trying to find now. And it's a synthesis that's built, like that's, that's sort of rooted in confidence. You know, I'm, I'm synthesizing all of those things again. And that's why it makes sense that I'm friends with people like Naomi Younger and even Nongu, who I've asked to come on later. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet. Of course but she's you are. one of those people. Yeah. Um, that is uh, like ambidextrous, sitting in many layers, and it makes me feel normal because she speaks so many different ways, um, so many different creative languages as well. So we're going to be talking about the Naomuyangu uh, partnership in many ways, but also the fact that you covered Born in a Taxi, which we're dying to play. And uh, oh. we, look, we look forward to that. Um, but I want to just go to this idea of you doing so many different things. Not only are you the creator of music, but you are also the author of music as well. And I, I read this term for yourself as a ghost writer, which I thought was brilliant. You're a ghost writer. What does that even mean? It's, it's not even my term. I, I, I love it though. Myself, um, I call myself a song catcher. We'll talk about that. But the ghost writer is actually, a hip, it's, in, it's sort of in hip hop culture. Yeah. Where, where rappers don't want, it, it, it's, it's kind of, I think it's a, a dying idea. Rappers didn't really want um, people to know that they weren't behind the penmanship in, in, in a yes. lot of their, their songs. So they had people that wrote, but they had to keep their identity secret. And, I, and I've done that a few times, not too many times. Like, I get lucky people really want to acknowledge that I've written a song now, which is quite nice. Yeah. But um, sometimes, you know, people just want... And that, I think that's the industry also making a very unhealthy yeah. stance where they don't expect people to have a team behind them. And, they, and this obsession with the superstar, expecting everything to come from one person when... No one that we really celebrate, you know, in, in, in on the billboard charts has ever, you know, a lot of people have got lots of people thinking about their artistry and helping them out. Well, it disavows the idea of of the team in the creation of the perfect song. I love that. I'm, that's why I'm just, I, I think I'm such a good collaborator. Like, yeah. I love collaborating so much because I think I get the soul of it, yeah. you know, and most of it is about highlighting the soul of the song. And so you have no choice but to look at people with eyes of admiration and to try and bring out the, 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 the jewels in them. So you look yeah. at them saying, look, I want to bring the thing that makes you special and different to me. Let's see how we can make that shine in the song, you know, and let me set you up to win. And that's the, those are the kind of collaborations that have a, a spirit where both people are shining and both people have space to express. Do you ever all, write all, a, all do, of them? Actually. Do you ever write a song and think, "Hey, this is this this song is not for me. This song is for someone else. Someone else is the is the is the um, what would the word be? Is is the voice the conduit? The, the I, conduit, I, all the time, yeah. all the time, all the time. Which is my, one of my favorite things to do. I spend a lot of my time writing songs for other people and for spaces and productions. Um, I think being a performer is a very small part of of my gift and what I have to do here. So let's talk about what you have to do in the world. And uh, you did. You have been doing a lot of work with Naomi Young, and that's how we actually got to chatting to you a while back. But uh, you've just covered yeah. Born in a Taxi, 
and Born in a Taxi is is the track that we're going to play now just to tell us a little bit about Oh my goodness, you're playing it now. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, it's the first time I'm sharing it on air. You Yay! guys are getting a sneak, you're getting a, an exclusive preview. A sneak I'm going to be releasing it soon and I love I love that song so much, Michelle. Um, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. You know, I think even outside, if, without situating it within my friendship with Woodnell, it was a song that made me stop writing angry songs when I was at my most heartbroken about this country. Because I started writing a song called Blood, Guns and Revolutions, yes. and it opened up a whole stream of protest music that was just pro- processing things that were very painful and that I didn't have the grit for emotionally. Um, and, and, and so I, I went on to that kind of rant, you know, and, and a rant of lamenting, you know. And it's those a beautiful songs song, Blood, out. Guns and Revolution. It's an exquisite song. Thank you, thank you. And there's more that come after it, and that's what my, my upcoming project is about. It has protest songs. But then this song, for some reason, um, I started playing it on my guitar just, just because I, I, I was just fiddling and looking for something. And I tried to figure it out, and it actually opened up a whole well of love songs. And, and my project turned from just protest songs to an album of protest and love songs. And this wow. was, the, this was the, t- the turning point. So this is the pivot. One of the most beautifully, vulnerably written songs. I still don't know what it all means. And I, and I dare not ask, you know, for the master who wrote it to break it down. But also Black Sunshine. What a group. What, what a time. What was your connection with Noah when you first started working with him? Strangely enough, he um, was, was invited to a show I was doing at the baseline by a mutual friend. Yeah. Lindy, who's a who, a journalist, who said you have to go to the show, and apparently two other people told him you have to go to the show, and he's like, <laughs> I'm busy actually, but I'll go because you guys are all on my case. And he was doing his 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 wisest um, fellowship at Wits at the time, so he pitched at my show at the, at the baseline, heard a very early version of Born in a Taxi, and said, Hey, I want to produce that song. Wow. And and then he ended up producing my whole album. But then it began a friendship where we were, you know, sh- sending books meeting up he was he gave me my first crits in that meeting about my composition that had a flautist a harpist a double bass player basically a medium that he's he's used to and i was trying to figure out how to write for these instruments and he gave me my first lesson on space and and that's that was our first conversation what a wonderful, wonderful uh, relationship, a marriage of true minds in many ways. I mean, I think of Nona, listen to you talk, and I can absolutely see that you would have had that connection. Let's listen to it. First time ever. Woo! Wow. Here we go. <laughs> I could spend my time loving you 
How beautiful is that? Sure. How do you feel about listening to that on radio? 
I feel, oh man, I feel very exposed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's such a, man, slowing that song down, I think, just exposes it, it, it as a work, you know, um, and as a poem. So I'm, I feel... Yeah, I feel happy. Yeah, I don't, I don't we, know. I'm a bit of warmth. It is. We were just listening and just going absolutely beautiful. And also, how interesting that when a woman sings and it sings it, it takes a completely different, almost approach or stance, or as you say, slowing it down and exposing it in a completely different way. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't know. How do you cover? You know, how do you cover these guys? Um, and it already had so much emotion, even though. You know, it was it was a high-paced song, but yeah, yeah. I think it's also beautiful to tap into a lot of nostalgia for the country because that's in the 2000s. So many people have got a an incredible story, you know, with with that song and that band. So yeah, I'm really like absolutely, absolutely. You know, Msaki, you talk about uh, tapping into the nostalgia of the country, and a little bit earlier you spoke about being heartbroken about the country and not showing that you had the grit at that point to to engage and I, I, talk to us a little bit about what that meant for you as someone who has children in this country as well it's been an exercise of not letting my heart harden because i think that's what happens when you get disappointed by your leaders not really putting everybody's needs and everybody's you know the, the urgent things making not making them the important things and and i and i say that like with with so much trepidation because it's it's one it's one thing to say um as leaders we we hold you in high regard and follow it through if you're going to have a slogan like about to pele if you're going to say these things and then mm. we just have evidence of it not being followed through that's heartbreaking and then also to to take it to a personal level where you know the same leaders have got questionable ways of dealing with people that are poor black people that are being you know um exploited in work um, the same leaders that have got personal stories that are linked to women not being honoured and protected, and when yeah. we have, as a country, such yeah. painful stories, you know, of of, um, of 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 women being oppressed and abused, you know, it, it's it breaks my heart when you can link those stories to the leaders themselves, and 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 then it makes sense, you know, why. Um, it, 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 there's a trickle-down effect. If there's if there's if there's corruption at the top, you see it in in, in in provincial. You see it in disregard. But the thing that makes me really sore is the fact that the the the, the people that, that get affected. It's, it's those schools in the Eastern Cape, in the, Cape mm. in the Eastern Cape that don't have toilets. You know, it's the it's the girls that are not protected. And I feel like. You know, even the last time we spoke, I was telling you that the people that feel it the most, you know, it's, it's the grandmothers in Eastern Cape. We're yeah. talking about how much Dosini hasn't been able to build because she's constantly having to give. Um, and, and, and you can you can see it, you know, the miners get shot in, in, in a platinum mine and the people that suffer are somewhere in the village in Eastern Cape or Lesotho or in Bloemfontein. And that and that's the the trickle down effect that I feel like the heart of the leaders isn't being activated. Mm. And so for me, I was like, how do I keep my heart supple as a mother? How do I not let these things harden my heart? And song was my was my answer to try and still like have hope that that, that I've got two girl children here, to have hope it's, that um, that I'm going to raise them in this environment. You so know, that's all song has been for me. It's so powerful when you talk about the heart of leaders being activated. The other day, I was reading a document about life is a domain. Yeah. And I, I, I was so appalled and shocked by what I was reading that, that I, I was like, what kind of arrogance is there in a person that they can allow this to happen? You know, 
that that as you say that that they don't activate their heart i mean that's such a powerful phrase i mean let us ask our politicians to freaking turn on their hearts and not their bank balances uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave no. it. I'll leave it at that. I'll yeah, leave, that's so, <laughs> so much. Yeah. But you do, you do talk, you do talk in a brilliant way about um, going to look to to be inspired by your children. And I've read so much stuff about you and your kids, um, where you kind of like just blown away by their their creativity, their inspiration. Has that completely changed the space and the world that you're in? Definitely, um, yeah. completely. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal with these people. I think <laughs> there's also so much wisdom in, in watching the kids and trusting the conversation that's happening between mother and child, family, um, child and community. You know, and mm. I think there's ways to fight for that conversation to remain pure. Um, I've I've had I had three home births, and, uh, and really? it's a conversation I don't have a lot, but I've had three home births. We're sort of. Um, just really trusting that these guys know what they're doing, you know, and, and, and starting there opened me up to a lifestyle of, of a kind of parent, of a child-led way, you know, and it, and it means a lot of looking and listening and, 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 and taking their cues. Um, and that's, it, that's changed my life, even as an artist. Uh, so I think that's where it began for me, just deciding to have them at home and, and trusting that they, they wanted to come in a way that made sense to all of us. So um, we've had lots of people. Someone's just said, please name the artist in the song Born in a Taxi. Nina, that is, the, it's Born in a Taxi, originally done by Black Sunshine, Naomi Younger as well. Um, but this particular case, it's a cover of none other than Masaki doing a cover. Someone else saying it's an inspiring song, which I think is just wonderful. Someone else said, tweeting to say what an absolutely gorgeous version. Uh, so lots of people commenting on that one. Our guest in the Thank studio you. is Msaki. I'm completely um, inspired and uh, inspired by the idea that uh, you had three of your children at home, uh, home births, and what that may have meant for you as well. But it is eight, nine. Let's not. Wow. It actually brings tears to my eyes, that song. Absolutely, incredibly beautiful. Our guest presenter today is the singer, songwriter, and credit is truly takes credit for the word thought leader, Msaki. And I think a lot of people use that word and say that they're going to be a thought leader. And actually, you know, mm -mm, you've got to really be a thinker to be a thought leader. We've got lots of messages, people saying... Uh, Absolutely beautiful song, so beautiful. Lots of emojis with little heart eyes and heart kisses. Um, someone saying, loving the show today. Someone saying, Michelle, this is from Tsokolo Mofuking, saying, Michelle, I love the way the show represents and merges different cultures that South Africa is. And how wonderful that we do have such different cultures. The light yet relevant subjects it tackles as one gets ready for the day. And the music, wow. The music, definitely. And you just heard a great track um, uh, Sun Al musician featuring Msaki uh, with uh, uh, the track Ubomi Ubumanga. Life doesn't stop, it shifts and it changes. It's like water, it keeps changing like the tides as well. Msaki, thank you so much for joining us and for inviting your guests on the line. Your first, uh, your first you. guest, Sun Al musician. Great track. Yeah. Great track. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Man. Thank you. So, guys, 
you know, you you can't just work with anybody, hey? Like, you've you got to choose someone whose soul is the same as yours or who thinks the same as you, I suppose. Um, I mean, there's always that idea that you, how do you find a, a place to engage with one another if you don't agree? Where where do you two find a space together that makes it work for both of you? Go I'll ahead, son. No, no, I'm <laughs> like I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on Saka to say something, then I'll show you. After okay, you. let's. Saka, okay, let's well, start with I you. can, I can tell you. I can tell you. I think, firstly, I was thinking a lot about totems lately, and that sometimes we give names to ourselves. Like, how do you go and name yourself? You know, Sun El. Um, how do you call on such a great power? You know, and I love the fact that you guys played the intro because he says. You know, I ask him, like, why are you always basking in the sun? And he's like, no, we're going to need this energy where we're going. Huh. And I feel like, I feel like it's such, it's not even funny. Like, it's, um, it's almost like a story of our friendship, but also a man, um, a person who's just radiating such pure, beautiful energy. And, um, and I think I definitely connected with that. Uh, you, you, you know, you definitely carry the power of the sun and you're so bright in everything that you do. Hey. Wow! <laughs> Amazing. No, um, I think you know I, I've always been a fan of Saki. You know, for a long time when I heard her working with Revolution, you know, I already knew I was like, okay, I really need to mess with this voice. You know, we need to work on something really powerful. And by the time we got the chance, it was really. It was, I remember the, the day we met for the studio session. We were both like, okay, cool. Let's do this. You know, we finished the song and we were both not happy. We were like, ah, oh, this song is great. It's, it's okay. It's cool. Until we just let it just sit there. And then let, I think I let my brother listen to it and my team. And they were going crazy over it. And then I was like, okay, something special is happening. So, but, you know, it, that's the most amazing thing. Is we had intention of really writing a beautiful song together. But then we didn't feel the vibe of the actual work. And then that's that's just special on its own, you know. Um, amazing, second second is amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you both into a slightly different direction. I just can't resist it because uh, you talk about basking in the sun, and there's yeah. that beautiful book by um, Kazuo Ishiguro called Clara and the Sun, and how um, it's actually about how artificial intelligence needs the sun to survive, just and how we need oh, the sun wow. to survive. It's a very very beautiful book about what it means to be human. So I'm going to ask you both, if you think of the sun, what does it mean to be human? I mean, the sun gives us light, it gives us vitamin D, but it gives us so much more as well. It's so interesting. You talk about artificial intelligence. Like one of our, um, one of the things we like talking about a lot is space and into like technology and strange creatures. So that's so weird. But I think from the sun, man, I think, you know, even just, you know, the, just allowing space, you know, if the sun, I think, photosynthesis, I, I think the fact, think about the fact that it activates something in you that's there. Yeah. And, and, I, and I find that um, good collaborations do that. Huh. And, I, and I think that Usana specifically is a person who knows how to bring out a lot in other people, you know. Um, that's why he has the stable. That's why he has so much, you know, he allows other people to carry his sound as well. Um, and, and, and I think that's what the sun does. In a, in a 
more poetic way, but in a in a in a scientific way, I'm fascinated with <laughs> I like and I like he does, that. he does that yes. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Sun L musician, your name is is yeah. all about the sun. So it's not yeah. you, and you know Cla- the word Clara as well apparently does so the book is called Clara and the Sun and the word Clara just apparently it's a word which represents light and uh, well, I have to. I would have to go back into the like chlorophyll and chlorophyll. Yes, like that? it's like yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of like <laughs> the, the green as it draws in the energy. What is the sun to you? Even in your video, sun. I mean, you're yeah. you're lying in the sun. The two of you on the grass. It's just yeah. beautiful. Amazing. It, you know, at, firstly, I think I just gotta give my uh, a friend of mine, Dion Chetty, who was not able to spell my name correctly. So, uh, so that's where basically the inspiration came from because it we wrote in a very weird way S U N E L double I was like, ah, oh, this is not how you write my name. But I was like, hey, hey hold up. I like this S U N part. I love the sound because it just brings energy. You know, that's that's what it just really meant for me. I was like, okay, cool. This is I could play around with this and really, you know, because it's it's always been my thing to just bring forth the message, you know, and, and try and bring some uh, positivity in, in, in each day. So that's basically what it really meant for me. I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to use this, incorporate it into my name. And then, yeah, and then my brother helped me with the last part of the name. So anyway, so yeah, basically that's that for me. Yeah. Well, we want to say thank you for bringing us so much positivity. You really do do that with your music. And <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you. always a huge delight. Sunal Musician, thank you so much for joining us. Just to say, stay in KwaZulu-Natal saying, Michelle, I have no words to say thank you. I love Msaki. Her voice is so healing. I heard the Sizwile song for the first time here on SFM. It's a great show and a great song. Thank you so much. So, uh, Msaki, I think you taking people into all sorts of spaces that they want to go to, which is truly truly wonderful we're going to go to your second guest we played her earlier and you made such an interesting comment about Nonkupiri where you said she has uh, and and uh, forgive me if I'm not quoting it correctly but you, you spoke about how the fact that Nonku has different creative languages what do you mean by that yeah I called her an ambidextrous creative <laughs> yeah yeah so, but yeah thank you so much to Sanal for joining us like I, I reiterate the whole positive, one of the most positive people that I know. And young people aren't positive. Like young people are emo. You know, a lot of us are very emo, but yeah. intentionally positive people like get really drawn to them. Um, and and so makes no, two of us. Non- that makes two of us. I'm also drawn to them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we need we need all those people. Yeah, but I, I I just think she's so versatile, and we just need to give her time to unfold. That's that's all I ask. Like is for the for the the patients. You know, of us as a, as a nation and as a per, uh, uh, people that really enjoy art, to watch to watch her closely because she's saying things all the time. You know, she is a person who draws. She's an illustrator. She she she's a thinker. Um, she's a sound organizer. She's a producer and an incredible voice, like a very very unique voice who does who gives so much to to, to many different projects. So I love hearing what she has to say on her own because it's always profound. And she's good on her feet as a creative and extremely. Highly intelligent improviser. So, so I want to just. I'm, I'm going to challenge you before we go to Nonku. She is on the line. How's it, Nonku? And thank you so much for joining us. But uh, Masaki, I'm going to challenge you for a moment. You said for people who enjoy art. Yes. What about for people who don't enjoy art? This is as important, surely. Well, she's got the grooves, and I think that's the thing. <laughs> it's such an intelligent musician. He's good on his feet. 
also knows how to lock you in with good melodies. There's just no hiding that. You know, which is why like she did well with Crazy White Boy and did did well with any top line of a of an electronic outfit. But yeah. This is why I'm saying let's pause to hear what she has to say for herself because I think that's going to blow our minds. Nunku, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. Creatively hi. ambidextrous. I mean, I just I oh. think that's just fantastic. Nunku, oh. you're, hi. The, the way you work it's a bit like an amoeba it's like you kind of move into spaces touch on spaces i suppose this is what Misaki was talking about talk to us a little bit about that interest for you that that interest in diversity of things um hi <laughs> uh, gather myself Whew. um i think i'm very interested in systems and understanding things mm. that they call yeah and I suppose being empathetic also kind of allows for you to listen in a very different way. You know what I mean? I think it's quite nice to be able to listen with all your senses. <laughs> so I think that that tends to kind of um, go over our heads in terms of, I suppose, how we like live. So I think I'm, I'm usually just driven with not necessarily absorbing, but learning as much as I can about everything. And... <sighs> being able to be present, I suppose, whenever one needs to be a channel for whatever the message is, you know? And I think it's been something, thank you so much, also, I'm sorry for saying what you said. I think that I've also had to be patient with within myself, because I suppose with a language developing within itself, and it all comes from, like, learning and collaboration, and I suppose being able to allow oneself to be vulnerable and allow oneself to, I suppose, create something that can't be duplicated outside yeah. of who you're collaborating with. So I think it's very much inspired by um, whatever I'm being guided to do at that specific time. So it's not kind of premeditated. I need to make sure that I'm available when it needs to happen. I don't know if that is making any sense, but that's no, the best makes, answer I can give you. So, so there are two words that you've you've raised here, and, and I think it, it goes back to what Msaki was saying as well is this idea of, you talked about collaboration, but you also talked about systems. Mm -hmm. And I am interested in how we create ecosystems in the world. I mean, it, it's, it's almost like biomimicry. We, we're imitating the environment and the biological world. Mm -hmm. But how do we create those ecosystems? And certainly, even just having Msaki introduce you as a guest is, is one of those ways. But talk to us a little bit, and Msaki, I'd love you to join in in this as well, yeah. um, about this idea of creating ecosystems to make a difference and to make sense of the world. May I go? Because I, I want to just let you in on a little secret. Um, so, <laughs> so we, Nonku, myself, and Budnell have this like collective that started out of just hanging out called yeah. Ama Romano. <laughs> and it's it's partly like it was just a byproduct of us spending time together. We we were we set up like an electronic station, we set up an analog station when Nonko was trying to sample some tapes. There was a drawing station and we just we just needed time. It, it, it's just a friendship where the byproduct of it is creativity. And we didn't really like think about it too much. It just happened when we were spending time together. 
and we've called ourselves like all sorts of things, but the sentiment is that we're we're, we're these hopeless romantics that Lama <laughs> Romano, Lama Romano, we made a, we made a piano Lama Romano song, and yeah. I think that it speaks to this ecosystem where it's like, how do you? We need community, you know, and even Michelle, I know you wanted to talk about giving and you wanted to talk about the fact that Mandela Month is coming up. And when I think about that, it's about creating a system. You have to make a decision. It's like deciding that you're going to hmm. give 10% of your salary to charity. You can make that a, you can make that decision and put a system in and an algorithm that's going to assist you give. But you need to make a decision from the heart and you need to build a system that supports that. Yeah. And I find that Nonku is like incredible at making space and building a system and being consistent and following up, you know, and making space for people to create. She did that, you know, she just did that for us as a friend where we arrived to just like, we needed to get out of Cape Town, we needed to take a weekend off. And when we got there, she had made all the space for us to wow. be ourselves, you wow. know, and, and you have to plug in the thing, you have to set up the, 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 the tape machine, you have to, and that's, she does that naturally. So I want to hear from her about what she thinks. Tell about us about systems, yeah, yeah. systems <laughs> e- ecosystems, the environment. Um, I think this is a space that I'm having to like relearn. Yeah. And I suppose now that I'm a, I'm a Romana has been shared. It's <laughs> 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 the greatest space. Um, I think, I don't know, what, what not, not that I don't know, but I... I'm learning. I think I, I had an epiphany this week. Where I think I'm learning to be a student of all that I seek to become hmm. or like emulate. So yeah. I'm becoming a student of my heart. I'm becoming a student of just like being present. And I suppose that's also a very different thing. But I think it also it also is quite. It makes it quite interesting to kind of strip oneself bare because I suppose we have a glorified nine to five in one perspective, but it's also a very thankless job that requires a lot of sacrifice. And I mean this beyond like hours and time, but I think being um committed and willing to, to know self and to know the depths of just being human and then being able to find a way to universalize that and and take courage in, you know, putting all of that in, in I suppose song. Um, requires a lot. I think it requires trusting yourself and it requires collaboration beyond kind of ourselves as musicians, but also just trusting that we're creating a space that allows for others to feel resonance of some sort, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think for me right now, I'm trying to figure out the ecosystem just through experience and in terms of giving it to myself first. And my work speaks to, but, you know, I suppose I've got like a never ending should stop saying that because it's almost complete. Um, <laughs> but I have I have a project that you know is simple but very very like complex and 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 and, and very very um, beautiful in terms of how it speaks to me. You know what I mean? I've had to learn a lot about like patience, and that also requires like learning from others. So I suppose the pauses and the in betweens have also kind of helped me reintegrate because we are human, you know. And I don't know, it's like just embracing it's embracing everything that we are outside of what we're told we need to be. And I think trying to find a space that kind of holds your truth and hopefully kind of allows others to find some sort of breakthrough or healing or some sort of insight through, I suppose, your simplified experience. So I don't know. So you, 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 talk, about, you talk about the yes, pauses sir. and the spaces in between. And I think that currently we're living in a world full of unbelievable noise. 
mm-hmm. um, on so many different levels. It might be political, it might be COVID, it might be social media. It just feels as though we are being stretched and stripped to, to the very most difficult place. That idea of pause and space. And I'd love to close on that because I, I think this idea of pause and space or slow radio, as we were talking about earlier on the show, how critical that is. Nanku, let, let's start with you and then Msaki will close off with you. Pause and space. I mean, I don't know, this is a space I'm still trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily master, but I think learn from because, as I said, like I think the, the, the in-betweens now have been really gracious. I mean, I've spent more time with my family now than I think I ever have within the last five years. Yeah. This had also been the most amount of time that I'd spent, like, in the country or being on home turf, which has also been really, like, beautiful. And I just think space and time also just allows for... I was speaking to a friend of mine this morning about this, actually. Just, like, you know, being able to understand the beauty of um, flexibility as, like, a solution, mm. you know? Be like so water. I think that's yeah. definitely, and more than water, I think I'm obviously um, more air. My temperament <laughs> is like more airy, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of allows for a vastness that I think every other element kind of helps either ground or spread out, you know. Hmm. Um, so I don't know, just being able to kind of understand the ever-evolving state of one's being and being reintroduced to your court every time and not being consistent and like being sure of who you are. I think it's just beautiful to maybe allow myself between spaces to trust the unknown and trust yeah. that everything that I have done with intention leads to something. And I think, you know, I've had to had to learn patience through everything. And I've also realized that it's been like the universal love language that's been given to me, you know. So I'm very grateful. So thank you so much. Patience. For asking for that patience with me as well, because I suppose I have to do it for myself as well in order to be able to share it with others. And it hasn't. We'll, we'll, ah, should, yeah. we'll yeah. leave it at that because we've got 40 yes. seconds. Yes, perfect. Patience. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> patience. Taught me so much about space. And, and, and for me, the space is meant to, the ability to step back and look at my ecosystem. She says she's air. We just spoke to my friend who's sun. I definitely think I'm water. Mm. We're having an elemental conversation. <laughs> We're having a scientific one. We're having a spiritual one all the time. And I'm so blessed to be part of this community. We are so blessed to have you part of the community, to have Nonku as part of the community, and in fact to have all musicians and creatives as part of our community. It's critical. There is a tweet that came through, and I just think I'm going to close off with it, saying, um, at Mish Constant, at Msaki, uh, Msaki knows I cry every time I hear her voice, but born in a taxi, the cover had tears streaming down my face. Thank you, and I also love how Msaki makes space for other artists. A great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. We have to get out of here. Our guest was Msaki. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the news. It's no longer good morning. It's now goodbye.